Is this thing on? <laughs> Brother Tim. Ooh, that sounded like a real knock. That did sound like a knock. Let him in, y'all. We let no days off here. They made a mistake. They gave us microphones. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey. You know, we don't want to be the podcast oh, that's no out days. and no one can be able to hear us, huh? Ooh, I love when I get to sit across from you and do this podcast. I love you, brother. Sorry, brother. <laughs> it's almost like we're saying shade is honesty. It's like, well, have your emotional moment. Nobody said that you quit it. You can still be strong. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be hurt too hard. So that's my motto. Like when you have a go urgent, just jack off and go do something productive. Like, taxes for fruit, y'all. <laughs> taxes for fruit. <laughs> Hold me accountable. Too. Somebody being willing to fall on the <sighs> And once they do that, they need to explain the repercussions of their decision making. Right. Woo 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 woo. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of these people want their guns because they have an agenda. I feel like they're going to stockpile weapons and one day they're going to try to come in for all the black people. That's what I think. Boom. Boom. We're on. Hey, 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 hey. We're about to do another one for the books, brother. Another one. Let's get on over I'm into it. Another one. Now, I want you guys to know that my birthday. Oh my gosh, yes. It's still happening, okay? It's still, it's still the trickle down effect. Mm-hmm. It's birthday. Oh, well. Oh, well. I would say birthday month, but. I know it's gone. But you know what? I celebrate from May 29th. My birthday's on May 30th. And then I go until June 29th. <laughs> okay. Which is an accurate. I, I go until June 30th. Right. So it's a little layover. A little layover. Not yet. And I'm having champagne right now. We are having some champagne. Let's toast to this. Toast. toast to no days off. Clink, clink, no. clink. Clink, 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 wait, clink. Wait, wait, brother. Come back. Uh, toast to uh, a fabulous year. Right. A toast to no days off. And creating oh conversation gosh, yes. that people can really use mm-hmm. and, and kind of like apply to their lives yes. and to their consciousness and to their spirits. Right. And a, yeah, I want to ask. Yes, brother, come on. And just a, a safe place for anyone to be themselves, yes. um, because this is for me has been a, a blessing. Uh, just to be able, uh, just to be a part of something bigger than myself. I say this all the time, and learn and experience through this vessel um i just am very very grateful because every day that i put on these headphones and talk to this mic i'm you know sharing my opinions and my views on things but i'm just learning so much whether it's because of things that i learned from you directly or whether it's because i have to do a little research for the some of the things we're talking about um and it's just been so helpful so again providing a safe place for anyone and anyone and everyone to feel free and be themselves and just do whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah, and to grow. And to grow. Hey, man, clink, clink one more time. Mm-hmm. And look me in my eyes so I oh, can get sorry. some good sex okay. when I need but it. I know, me too, brother. I'm not playing. All right, now. Click, click, click. All right there now. you go. I know Joe, y'all heard that clink. Mm-hmm. That's real. Mm, this is mm. cute. Mm. A little peach. Mm. Mm. A little peach schnapps. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so happy fucking birthday to you. Thank you, brother. It was brother. amazing. It was. We had some good times. Oh my God, I have like the best friends in the entire world. I like people, I love birthdays because I don't know if this is just my way of like being selfish too, but I feel like I'm a part, I'm like, ooh, birthday, I get to be a part of birthdays. I love, I love birthdays, I love gift giving, I love this, the whole essence of being around people that you enjoy and people that help you grow and because you think about family and a family, a family unit and you think about what family does uh, for each other and how they work and Again, 
Uh oh, something about to fall. When it all, <laughs> it all falls down. That's okay, y'all. Our backdrop. Was but that was up. like the smoothest fall. That, yeah, because normally it crashes down of everything. All the time. Um, but I love the fact that with your friends, it's something that you guys want to create. You know, you're born into family. You're born into like, oh, I got, we got to make this work. We love each other. But when you're able to like, literally choose the people around you to choose the people that you want to have fun with choose the people that you want to grow with choose the people that you want to tell your secrets with it just it's like you you you're able to create this family and then you know that everything that you guys do is for the 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 greater good of this group Amen. so again i love birthdays because it's 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 my opportunity to show appreciation for my loved ones and my friends and i love birthdays i feel like they're my birthdays too <laughs> amen and birthdays are so important you know I don't usually like talk too much on like Instagram stories. I don't usually tell stories or whatever. But I was talking um, that night before all of you guys showed before up. Before we came and you was butt booty naked. Butt butt naked. Hey. But I was talking on Instagram about how important birthdays have become to me because I lost my sister Shaniqua when she was uh, 27 before her 28th birthday. In fact, I think she just turned 27 and died in like the January of that year before right. her birthday. And... I just never had a connection to birthdays. I never really saw how like really important it was. I don't know. My my family was very much like after a certain age, they were like, "Okay, fuck birthdays. Who cares? Here's a card. Here's a little coin. Right. That's your life. Have fun. But yeah, have fun. But then after losing Shen, I definitely cherished the thought of birthdays and being able to like have a record of you know your life here and how you've grown. And I just cherish it in a different way. So that particular night, you know, May 29th into May 30th, I was like talking on Instagram. And then, you know, the reason why I love my friends so much is because they showed up at the apartment like, what, 25 minutes before 12 or 30 minutes before 12 (laughs) with like cupcakes, doobity, midnight birthday. It it meant a lot to me. Yeah. It really did because I wasn't expecting it. Mm -hmm. And Um, you expect everything. And I expect everything to like you know whatever whatever's in you know my you always life. know what's going on yeah but that's again why I for me that was it's so this it, this what we have is so important because again within that um, we have created with our friends this tradition like that is so like it it doesn't cost very much it's very like oh my god you know it's but it's so special at the same time and I think it's so awesome that. You know, we were able to create this midnight birthday thing. And it's I like, know it's ours, and it's something that we can continue on as long as we like. And it's beautiful, it's and it's like, so it's fun. It's like I want. I wish that we we all stay in the same city forever because midnight birthday um, is when you know the, our friends come over, and at midnight we do a toast and we like drink and we like do whatever we do but we have like a really really good time and celebrating bring literally bringing person, in that birthday with yes them. and whatever happens for the rest of the day happens if we get to see each other maybe we do maybe we don't but at that particular point right. we see each other and it's such a beautiful thing because i am really big on bringing in my birthday with positive mm-hmm. with positivity so there was no other way that I would have preferred bringing in my birthday to see y'all beautiful black asses um, come over with like a whole bunch of treats and so much love. And it was amazing. It was an amazing uh, birthday following an amazing like two weeks of yeah. shit. But um, yeah, 
What about you, brother? What's been going on with you? Oh, man. Well, I'm getting settled in my apartment, which is great. It's been officially a month now. I had to pay my first month's rent. And Ooh, I was, try to get your coin. Oh, that was really, try really to stick hard. Me my paper. But, you know, hashtag adulting. It's been, it's been pretty good. Uh, I, uh, I'm just living. I'm trying living to, your life like yeah, it's golden, I'm brother. I'm focusing a little bit more on myself and some of the things that I want to do uh, moving forward. Um, you know, dating a little bit, but kind of backing off of dating a little bit, too, because uh, I've had a few experiences since I've been back. You know, I've dated a few people and they weren't necessarily the best uh, situations. Um, so I think I need to go back to the drawing board. And I don't this might sound crazy or selfish, but I don't think it was me. But I within that, I know that there's something that I need to learn from these two experiences. So I, I need to go back. And sit with that a little bit and see mm -hmm. and see what I can come up with. Mm -hmm. So uh, because I, I think for me, like, again, we've talked about this in one of the prior episodes. Um, I've just been very, like, very transparent, very clear about what I want um, with myself and with um, those certain people. So right. the fact that this didn't work out, um, I know that I've done I've done my best to what I know. So, again, now it's time for me to take a little bit of a break. Right. Um, sit in that for a little bit, and I want to see where my learning opportunity, my learning curve is in that in those situations. So, right. um, yeah, so not a terrible thing. Like, I mean, I was a little bit like, oh, this sucks because I was really excited of coming back to New York and having a very very positive dating experience. And this not saying that this hasn't been positive because I'm I'm again picking out the little nuggets that mean something to me. And, and yeah, it's it's kind of like okay, cool. This is what the situation is now. I, I just need to again. Take a step back and uh, just work through some things. Think about some things. Think about how things, you know, transpired. Maybe right. things I've said. Maybe my nonverbal communication that may have came across a certain way, which is very important. Nonverbal communication. Um, so just, mm -hmm. I just want to, you know, just again, just being more aware of who I am and what I'm doing, and you know, so I'm excited. So this is actually exciting at the same time. Again, even though I was a little bit of a, I was a little bit down about it because you obviously when you date, you don't want to, you don't think about breaking up or not you, you with the intent well, well my intent with dating is to like find a fucking husband you know eventually so like what do you think was happening do you th were the guys like super boring or were they not fun um i think it's a combination of things i i think just the we talk about this all the time just the capacity in which people can understand certain things based off of their experiences um so you know at one one guy i was dating he was a little bit younger uh and i just think that you know, again, not based off of age, but just based off of experiences and what he was looking yeah, for and what I was looking sure. for and yeah. what maybe like what our next goal was, you know, differed very, you know, like for him, you know, it might have just been, you know, getting out of his mother's house and having a studio. You know, mine's a little bit more advanced than that because I've been there, done that and, you know, but whatever, you know, still allowing him to be himself. And, you know, I tried it. Didn't work out. Um, I got rejected, which I was really shocked because. I felt like I was the one who was kind of being like gracious because I identified things that I didn't like early on. So it's like, wait a minute, wait a yeah, minute. Yeah, so I felt a, a little bit of burned by that, like, but I was like, you know. You are talking about you want to move on to other things, pero I'm the one. I'm the one who was. Who kind of was like, you know what, let me give it a try yeah. this time. So I feel you on that. Yeah, brother. so like, I, but then again, I was like, okay, well, this is the lesson in that. So, <laughs> you know, and maybe the lesson is when you see those flags earlier, just go with your gut, you know, yeah. and, but, and, I just, oh, you just never know with dating because it's like everyone is so different. Every situation is so different. So I think it's 
about trying everything over and over and over again, you know, because with some situations, this might not have worked, but it might work here and it might not work the second time, but it might work the third time, you know? So it's just a lot to, to, to go to through, consider. but it's just the, I just kind of simplify it by saying, Hey, this is the situation that it is. As long as I'm continuously um, being true to who I say that I am and making sure that, you know, also gets communicated to the person that I'm dealing with, then it's simple, you know, um, yeah. and everything else just is what everything else is. Well, but I mean, like you, you're the constant, right? Yeah. So it's about how you kind of approach dating. And if you're right. trying different things, then, you know, it's all on you to figure out like, well, what works? And, right. And figure out like, I guess, I don't know, like how you balance that equation. I would say, though, that dating is such an interesting thing, because if you think about it, you're going to have more dubs than not. Right. right. Like you're going to kiss it's more frogs than anything yeah and i think it's like sometimes like even that awareness can help you with dating to understand that like you kind of date with whatever your it intention is like yours is marriage right and for a lot of people like is that their intention you like you gotta like that's why questions are so important and it's it's good that you know that you want to get married mm -hmm. because you don't have to stray away from that conversation exactly i mean you can have and that conversation never... whenever some people are like oh that's not some, that's not even something that you bring up on the first date why not um what would you say? Why not? Say it again. Why, why the hell not? Why not? Like, why can't you be honest about whatever the first date? Who the fuck cares? You may see them again. They may waste more of your time. Exactly. But, uh, you know, and I don't even think that has to be an aggressive thing. It's right. about life. Like, I want to I want to be able to, you know, you can spark, comp, spark up conversation with anybody. It could even be, um, it could be a coworker. It could be someone on the bus where, you know, you may be talking about your day. And you guys may be talking about something and, and your dating life may just come up. Exactly. You know, you know, then you get into like a, a place or a space of with a perfect stranger, you can talk about dating. But with the person who you're actually dating, you can't talk about dating. It's like, get the fuck out that of here. That makes no I'm sense. I'm out here trying to get married. Right. So, you know, I, I bring that up to just say like with you, I would imagine the monotony of it all, just like for me, mm -hmm. is boring as fuck. But what kind of, like, keeps me in the game is just knowing that, like, yo, like, it's going to be more dubs than not. And I'm, I'm in control of this shit. And I'm in control so of this shit. So it doesn't shit. have to be by what. Yeah. also, because dating is such, like, a process um, in getting to know more about yourself. Mm -hmm. It's like, but I get, and I get to learn more about myself in a whole bunch of ways. Through all that. You know? Yeah, <laughs> totally. We give ourselves so little power on our situation. Right. And it's like, you're not doing this. Like, you're, it's not like you're on the outside of yourself just looking at yourself like, what's going to happen, girl? At a certain point, you're dealing with ancient niggas. And it's ancient nigga after ancient nigga after ancient nigga after ancient nigga. You have to at least one time, please, just one time, you have to ask, look at yourself. Are you feeling shitty lately? <laughs> you have to. So with that, again, it's like the power that we have. So like for me... I'm not depending on anyone else to like make the relationship fun, make the dating experience fun because I possess all of that. And and the way that I want to date is the way that I want to date and that's how I'm going to date. Um and again, if you're along for that ride, then hey, because I'm a lot of fucking fun. And if you're not, that's cool. And I think what we have to learn too is we get very like hurt easily. Like yeah. even if it's like someone you don't even know and you get rejected, you get so hurt. Like, preach, preach, brother. You know, like, there's no need. It's again, preach, it's, brother. We all have preferences. We all have things we like, we don't like. It doesn't always. It's not always physical, and it, you know, it, it gets layered and it gets a little deeper. But there's always going to be a point in time, whether it's looks, appearance, education, uh, morals, values, 
whatever that is going to trump something. And somebody's like, you know what? This is not for me. And you have to realize that that's okay. Yeah. Because just like they have that power or that, you know, access to say that, you do too. Just like when, but we don't think about it when we're doing it. We don't think about it when we're, we're being shallow or we're, we're dubbing people left and right. And yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and it's unfortunate, but it's we need to stop being so hurt about these things and, and understand that if we're more honest and, uh, and communicate more, we wouldn't even go through half of the shit we're going through. We wouldn't be getting dubbed as much as we're getting dubbed because we're talking about what we won't get dubbed for, what, what, what we will dub people for. So, you know, again, why not talk? about marriage on the first date i'm not trying to waste no time i don't want to not talk about marriage and then fall in love with you and then a year later find out that you don't want shit to do with no kids and no family that's not fair to me yeah and it's not fair to you i agree well first of all i just absolutely love what you said we might play an applause track behind some of that stuff anyway um (laughs) (laughs) but what i want to touch on is like going back to the control aspect of it because once again we didn't even plan on talking about dating. So this it's is not even slightly. Um, but, you know, a part of it is like you have to really understand that a lot of this is on the more logic side. You know, for everybody that's listening to this, this is harnessing a little bit of masculine energy if we understand masculine energy to represent logic. And the logic of it all is that one, you are going to date more people unsuccessfully than you are going to date your six, your one success, hopefully, for a lot of us. Right. And if it's not your one success, but it, it's taking you to your goal when you reach somebody who you can relate to and actually enjoy and want to go to the next level with, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's actually just like, it's, um, it's kind of like, that's practical. That's a, that's a practical kind of understanding about it. And then you go to the, to the next level that says that everybody's not going to be for you. And you're not going to be for everybody. So you, there's no need to really be sensitive right. about when somebody is still in love with their ex. There's really no, no need to be sensitive Damn. about when somebody is actually, you know, really, really, really super busy and doesn't give you the quote unquote time. They're not making time for you because you're not a priority in their life yet. You have to make the decision if you hang around or not. That is point blank in the period. No emotion. That is very logical. Once again, moving outside of the spaces that we're used to being, but understanding how to really access control and being in control of yourself sometimes really you have to concede to the fact that you cannot control anybody else you can't do it no matter how smart you are no matter how much of a bad bitch you are not even your own damn child listen beyonce couldn't keep that thing in check you know what i'm saying no matter what your feminine prowess while she was checking up get into your masculine energy because this particular space about around really understanding that people are unavailable because they're humans. They don't have the capacity because they're humans. They have lessons to learn. And unless you want to be somebody's teacher, give yourself the opportunity to appreciate the honesty of it all and walk the fuck away. Mm -hmm. That's very, very empowering. Once again, that's very practical. And that's a way of of exercising control that I think is more of a science when it comes to dating. Like you can take that, you can put that in your tool bag. So the next time you reach out to somebody and let's say they don't return your phone call or they don't return your text messages after a very 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 long time maybe you see that they've posted on facebook since then they posted on instagram since then right they've you know put up a gif or two like <laughs> that may be an indication that you are not a priority right. in there and it's no need to be upset about it there really isn't there really is because you've done it yeah you've done it you've done it to somebody you've- else and the reason why you did it to somebody else is because for whatever reason your unavailability, your capacity in that moment. You weren't feeling it. So you weren't stop. checking for that. So why do we always have to be somebody else's exception right. rather than take control of yeah. what you can do? Mm, so like, mm, you mm. know, even that right there, I think, I, you know, we just want to make sure that we highlight 
we want dating to be a pleasant experience it has to for be. us. Yeah. Right? We don't want to be jaded, angry people who wind up telling all of these terrible stories about their day. No, get the fuck out of there because you had a couple of red flags and you chose not to ignore them. I mean, you chose to ignore them. Why? Because your ass was a little desperate. <laughs> your ass was hoping that it would, like, you would be the exception. You were hoping that you could prove yourself. Yeah. You were hoping that um, they somehow would realize that you're all that in the bag of chips, rather than believing that you are and deciding to find your next, mm-hmm. you know, right. your next something, something. Right. So I think like that's like a really, really, really important part. So to, to like get yourself out of these suffering right. moments that we have when we date. Exactly, and then. <clears throat> I think, I don't know, we talked about this a way, way, way long time ago about taking on other people's problems, too. Like, even with dating, there's it's, it could be very, very, very problematic, especially when you're trying to prove yourself. And yes. Like, you immediately, like, yeah. we all got our own shit and our own problems going on, right? Now you're dealing with someone. And now, because of their preference, because of their experience, because of how they, you know, believe things to be at this present moment... You are trying to do everything in your power to change that, to be the exception, to be better than the ex, to make them forget about the ex, to, you know, like to throw it on him so good that he won't like, you know what I mean? And then you're, you're giving all of yourself in so many yes. different ways, giving, giving, giving yourself. Yes. And this person is going to sit there and say, I told you that I blah, 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 blah. And then you're going to you're sitting there looking stupid. Because they told you from the get go, but I, you thought you could be the exception, and you thought that you can change his mind, or you thought because you the house down and you can make yeah. some bomb ass meals that you're gonna keep him at home and not cheating exactly. or X Y and Z or you know knowing his very apparent habits and knowing you know where he where he comes from or where they come from. Why 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 yeah. ignore the signs? If, if I could actually like jump in r- around this idea of feeling like you can come in and clean shit up because God knows that was one of the things that I love, a pet project. Um, I had I had a pet project or two like, in my he, dating experience. Like he got some good, he got a good skeleton. I could... No, 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 I just saw it. And I was like, all right, I, I think I can handle this one. <laughs> no, you can't, motherfucker, you can't. But anyway, that's, that's in retrospect. But at that moment, I remember... I mean, I'm sorry. In those moments, I just remember <laughs> feeling like, shit, like, they're cute and I can do this because I see what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what happens is... Tell them what happens. What, what happens is, is that to a certain extent, you know, we've spoken about this before, you continue to take on a role of, like, a nurturer. You continue to take on this role of what becomes um, the feminine energy, what mm-hmm. becomes you look like my mother, and what becomes I don't want to date my mother friend zone Mm -hmm. what becomes i'd rather go out here it's kind of like when you see the kid kind of rebel against their mom like like mom i'm okay i got it like goddamn, like right are you loving me but i'm i'm over here i'm trying to do these things that you're telling me not to do which is go back to my ex which is go back to the bad behavior Mm -hmm. and i learn how to take you granted like we all i mean i'm learning how to take you for granted Mm -hmm. like maybe we all learn how to take because you're teaching me how to take you for granted exactly and i'm finishing and i'm going back and getting into your mom's role i don't want to fuck my mom right Damn, you know what I'm saying? Deep. And I think that that's a part of it yeah. too, because it's like you think that you can say these these. Because you dudes, become the nagger, or and you, you know become... what happens? Right. I'm gonna tell you what happened to me when I got to be in my late twenties. My I'm sorry, my mid twenties. I was like, dang, my mom was right about this. My mom was right about that. Now I want to hang out with my mom more. So what's gonna happen is this Negro is gonna hit you up. 
years later and tell you how much they appreciate you mm -hmm. and how much they loved you and how much you would like to consider. And you're thinking like, I'm not raising no more kids. I don't know what else they got going on. So I think this is a really important analogy. Yeah. If you can apply it to your life is that Hell, you go yeah. in and you feel like you can solve these problems and nurture and you become a mom. And the kid just wants to get away from home. And they go back to whatever it is. They go to something new. Everything but mom. Okay, everything but mom. Mama's over there in the corner like, God damn, I can't get him off Shivering of my mind. Shivering cold. Okay? And what happens is, is that you leave that. You leave that if you're the, you know, the the, man, the boy in this right. picture. And then you begin to grow up and you think about, like, all of the things that they right. imparted into you. You start getting um, knocked down a couple of times. Realize these new situations ate that bomb and how much better you had it at home with mom. Right. And then you hit up mom and mom is like, yo, I'm on a cruise with my man. Like, I don't know. What do right. you need? My new husband. What do you need? What do you need? What you need? Remember that shit, y'all, because I've been on both sides of that. Because. I've been on both sides of I, that. And it sucks. You know what's really interesting, just putting that together, it's just. Kind of what we talked about last time about the parent and the teacher, the relationships are the same. Like almost every relationship is the same. There's just a new nuanced way of applying certain. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, it's just the cycle. It, we all we see it. We see it. Yeah. It's no it's no coincidence that it's the same thing. And like to back up the point about the logical approach is to begin to look at this situation for what it is sometimes. And that's okay. Right. Sometimes you're the loser in this situation. Right. But at that moment, you can make the decision to reimagine what winning I, looks like. Can I be really honest really quickly? Yeah. So this is the other person that I, I dated, and I uh, called him this morning, mm -hmm. and he uh, he didn't answer, and he just he sent me this. And I sent him a text message after. I was just like, I was like, um, I was like, good morning, sir. I hope you've had a great start to your day. Right? Because he FaceTimes me a lot. We speak a lot. He's very, you know, I've been a little bit, I've been doing a lot of shit. But I've, I have been making time for him in certain ways. And I, we've talked about things and, but whatever. But <clears throat> anyways, long story short, he goes, hey, good morning. No disrespect, but I'm going to fall back. Take care, man. And that was just, you know. So <laughs> I said, Wow. That's a shitty way to communicate that, but it's all good. I know you're going through a lot, and I think you're an incredible person, and I wish you all the best, and I hope you find the true peace and happiness you deserve on your journey as you continue to discover yourself. All is well. Take care of yourself. His name. It was a pleasure knowing you. Right. And I just ended at that. Yeah. Um, is that him trying to call? Uh, let me, uh -uh, let me go hang up on his I'm ass. Hang up on his ass, motherfucker. Didn't I tell you? You know what? We just, this motherfucker, he keep. Me, don't call here. No more. You're trash. You're trash. Um, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, well, so like for me, I almost got really hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um, Just because more uh, recently we just talked about like our communication and, you know, where we wanted to see like how we were communicating and develop mm. that better. And, and it was, I thought it, you know, it was, it was a great conversation. You know, there were some things that I agreed with, but some things that I didn't agree with. And I, you know, I said my, the things that I didn't agree with the evidence that I had, uh, just because, you know, in the beginning we had a conversation about like where he was as far as being in a relationship. And he made it very apparent that he didn't want that right now. And whatever that means, that's fine. I, and I took it. And, and I'm def I, now, I will say, probably before, but now I'm not the person, but like, okay, whatever, blah, 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 and then go crazy to the next extreme. So 
I just took it for what it was, literally. And I continued to talk to him. I continued to see him because like, I'm not really tethered to anybody. Um, I really enjoy his company. He, you know, we make each other laugh. It was it was great chemistry. So right now it's very healthy. You know what I mean? So we talked um, and it was just it was just cool. So I, I didn't put any pressure on it. But like when I was busy, I was doing things. I made sure that I was busy and doing things. You know, I was just you know, I wasn't tethered to my phone or like, you know, I don't I'm not necessarily stopping my, you know, meetings and out going outside and calling or, you know, we're just that's not where we're at, especially when we have this very, you know, present conversation of this is where you, you know, so and I'm OK with it. So further on down the line, you know, I guess that, you know, bothered him that I wasn't as, you know, blah, blah, whatever. So, I you know, I, I acknowledged it and I, I made an effort because I and I but I also said, you know, this is because of X, Y and Z. And, and as you can see, I've, I've continued to talk to you. You know, we've been we've hung out since then. So there's no there's hasn't been a change in anything because there wasn't really anything to change. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. But long story short, this kind of like made me a little like almost because again it's like and again i'm not saying i'm perfect and i know everything but i feel like now based off of the things that i've done and my experiences like i feel like i handled these situations pretty fucking well now you know what i mean mm -hmm. and again there's always always room to learn because each situation is different each person is different based off of who they are and what they've been through so i get that and that's just you know a lot of these lessons are you know maybe you know just like learning different people and, you know, maybe just nuanced situations. And so I, I, I'm accepting all of that. But it was a little hard again because I feel like I'm on the side where it's like, okay, well, here I go again, like being like understanding and cool about everything and then still not having it work out in my favor, you know. And again, right. I'm not trying to have this woe is me moment, but again, based off of the last two where I'm like, and I wasn't like necessarily like, oh, I got to fucking get this right and I got to be perfect because I'm not doing that either. But I'm just literally like, I'm just letting it go uh, altogether. So like now I'm just letting like, it go. Yeah. So it, again, I like I said, I almost got hurt. But again, I, I just answered how I answered, you know, and that's just what it is. And I'm not going to allow myself to stress over again, take on other people's problems. Like I can't like again, people come with their own shit, you know, and if you don't have that shit managed and together that's going to spill over into the relationship somehow whether it's right. you know daddy issues whatever the case is you have to get this shit fixed whether it's therapy talking to some getting you because it's going to spill over and i'm not i can't take on other people's problems right i'm not doing it so i can i can leave the situation as easy and breezy as can be we are on still on good terms it's because it's all love like that's the thing too i'm not dating to hate i'm not dating to to fight I'm dating to, to love that to find the, the man of my dreams. So everything that I do up until then is going to be with love and it won't ever stop. So why, you know what I mean? Why, why have any of this bad blood? If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out and it's right. okay. And you know, don't, you don't have to get hurt. Like you said, back, bringing it back to that point, stop being so sensitive, you know, right. This might be saving some people, you know, not, know. like, you know what I mean? Like get, getting dubbed might be saving your ass. Yeah. And I also feel like, you know, it is okay. I'm not saying that it's not okay to feel some some type of way, but if you have that moment, just just quickly remind yourself. Wait a minute now. Right. All right, exactly. I know. Exactly. I know it kind of sucks because it, it the it, the monotony of dating, but at the same time, it's like there was so much information that was there yeah. around like you know using your situation around like him saying I'm not 
ready for a relationship and then at the same time having expectations about how often we speak it's like but we're not in a relationship it and all not, goes back to not the point towards one either it all, yeah it all goes back to the point that the intention for it was for it not to be a relationship mm-hmm. so when it comes to that place mm-hmm. you know you can't be too sensitive because it's like you participated yeah. in a situation that was very clear and it's mm-hmm. not to say that there aren't even exceptions for that right but it will happen if it's meant to happen right but it, when there's that friction whenever there's that thing mm-hmm. it's a, just another sign of like well when was the first time exactly when was the first time and mm-hmm. sometimes that first time is that first time you had that fucking conversation where it was mm-hmm. like I ain't ready for a relationship it's like okay so what, are we, what is the purpose is the purpose to have fun then there should be no serious conversation if the purpose is to have sex then we need to be having sex right. if the purpose is to do both of those things then let's do that but don't have nothing that looks like a relationship because you told me that you don't want one Right. so no I'm not calling you every day no I'm not answering every text message all the time mm-hmm. that is for my man yeah and that's where my you know lesson, what I'm saying? yeah. And that's where my lesson lies, you know. Again, right. It's just that's like, what it looks and, it, like and that's sometimes. why for me, like, I wasn't even like, I didn't even take the role of like, oh, well, I'm gonna try to make him my man. I was like, okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm gonna date, yeah. And I'm gonna date, and I'm gonna date. And if you're still around, and I find the man of my dreams, we're still not nothing. So, um, right. I gotta go, homie. Yeah. So like Absolutely. that, but again, yeah. you know, so. My lesson also in there would be like, you know, again, he's, it was very clear. So it was my choice to, you know, that's why I said I almost got hurt because I was like, Raymond. Yeah, that's why I was like, you know what? This doesn't have to be a thing. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. It's, and, but it's not a thing. But like you said before, it's like uh, old, the old you may have, would have been pissed. A, B, like, I'm like, 45,980 years old in the ninth dimension. What the fuck? Siri, thank you. She's wait, so fucking so she, inappropriate. She wait, asked me if she could be on the podcast wait, the other day. How the fuck? The, so she said, "Wait." So it picked up something you said. So it said, "But like you, but like you said before, it's like a old, old are you?" And it says, "I'm forty five thousand in the ninth dimension." Oh, <laughs> oh! Wow. How come she picked up my voice? I don't know. It was you know, you know, we, you know, you can't keep no secrets. We got spies everywhere. Oh, Siri ain't nothing but a spy. See, she's inappropriate. Siri ain't nothing but the FBI. Hey, see, that's why we can't have no secrets. That's why we can't. Everybody just don't have any secrets. No secrets. That's the reason why you need to behave yourself. That's what I be. I be trying. I be trying. Lord knows, I be trying. I know. I'm like, I think I owe you an apology. Let me. Come here. Let, let, me, no, find, like, um, let me see if I can find apology. Wait, like, um, I think I'm going to apologize for November 2025. Because I think, um, but anyway. I might say something inappropriate to you around that time. But before Siri fucking interrupted me. Right. Okay. What I was saying is that the old you might have been pissed out. Mm-hmm. Pissed, pissed out. Pissed off about that. Pissed out everywhere. Pissed out everywhere. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Slap the piss out of you. I slap the piss out of everybody. It's out of it. <laughs> um, but you know, but now as a wiser person, mm-hmm. having more access to your energies, blah, 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 you're able to see this for what it is. Hallelujah. And that's why we have these conversations because somebody maybe could have used that. And not for nothing, sometimes we need reminding. Once it's like, it's, but you, uh, every day, reminders are reminders. They, you need, I feel like I'm going to need, I'm, I'm going to need reminders for things for the rest of my life. And it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're human and we fall into patterns and we are, you know, a a working thing in an experience, you know what I mean, that's been shaped by whatever. So it's yeah. okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I I just think that like you determine so much more than yeah. you think you can and if we begin to stop thinking about control 
outside of ourselves, like trying to control this person's behavior, maybe by doing this or doing that, by offering gifts or offering something. Or other gifts. Or other gifts. <laughs> your special gifts your in an exchange for their time or their intention or in exchange for something that looks like the relationship that you desire. Um, I think that you can, you know, use that same energy towards controlling your own right. self. And getting in control of like your emotional intelligence and, and all of your you and know, getting yourself some gifts. Yeah, giving, giving yourself, yourself some, some gifts. Come on, I love gifting myself and giving me. yourself some other gifts. Okay, because you could give yourself other gifts too. That's the first gift I was talking that about. That keeps on giving. Okay, That's the first gift I was talking about. So um, it's yeah, I love that. That's it's so true. Yeah, and anything you know, anything outside of that makes you feel crazy. Get rid of it. Cancel. Right. It, okay. Speaking of canceling. Uh-oh. Hey, that w- smooth operator. Hey, you better smooth hey, on into that I next topic. Hey, you better sli- slide, slide into the topic. You better slide into the next topic. Hey, Roseanne. Roseanne ain't got no show no she more. She's a racist. She's a racist. She's a, a racist, racist little hoe. You on oh, Twitter being a racist. I could call her a hoe. You on Twitter being a racist. Roseanne. She could be called a hoe. Oh, she called her a hoe? I did. Whatever. I'm sure she said worse things about you, okay? Because exactly. you're black. Exactly. <laughs> so this, this, so, this hoe, y'all, y'all already know. Because it's everywhere. Now, you know, you have to be under a rock not to know mm-hmm. that Roseanne. Patrick from SpongeBob, bitch, if you now know. Is her last name Arnold in real life? Mm-mm. Barr. Roseanne Barr is a racist. She shared that with us on um, Twitter the other day. Talking about our former, um, I think she was our advisor to the president, but like one of his chief advisors. But yeah, she said something really, really shitty about her, like looking like a cross between like um, an ape and like someone from the Muslim community. It was like really, really awful. Yeah. It was really, really, really awful. Um, I think it was like the Muslim Brotherhood she more so mentioned um, of her being like a product of that, as if being Muslim is a bad thing. Or as if, um, you know, the Planet of the Apes references to obviously her being black, you know, it was so fucking racist. It was like one of the worst ones that we've kind of seen. Like, that's like one of the things that you would expect that they would just say in their house. Yeah. Like, but she was like, you know what? We're going to bring it. I'm going to put that shit on Twitter and basically call this lady an ape. Can you find out? I keep I always forget her name. I'm trying to look for it really quickly, but. Oh, we're looking for it, y'all. We're gonna tell you exactly but her name. Going. But by now you know who her name. You Valerie she, Jarrett. Oh, Valerie Jarrett. And she called Oh, that's why, because that's what I'm saying about Jay. She put VJ mm-hmm. on Insta on um Twitter. Yeah. So anyway, her show got canceled and I don't know, I just thought this would be a great opportunity to talk about canceling culture. So, you know. Yeah. Everybody reads the woketh Bible nowadays and Everybody is woketh, and mm-hmm. so I think this is, kind of falls into the woketh thing because I was asleep because I didn't even know cancel culture was a thing. I had to research, baby, because I was because you know every because now everything has a name. So like I just didn't know this was a thing, and it's a thing, y'all. It is cancel culture, and it's very very interesting. And can you explain? Yes, everybody, because like, if if it was me, like. Right. 15 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> what cancel culture is? So basically, canceling culture 
is when someone does something that I would say the majority doesn't agree with, mm-hmm. um, there's like this campaign to take away everything from them as a result of right. that. There's as think a, pieces, there's punishment. all these things, there's and posts. It's like the punishment um, would be everything from you losing your job to, you know, losing your you know, livelihood. Right. Losing your way of your wife making is leaving money you. for yourself. Exactly. Right. Losing everything that you've worked for. And I think Roseanne is just such a great example of this in a certain perspective because she's literally getting canceled. So <laughs> it's like... Ain't that some ain't irony that some for shit. your ass. But I have a couple of points to make around this um, for the conversation. But the one that, where I want to start is that this, to me, is a, an example of when, yes, you actually do need to be canceled Mm -hmm. literally and you don't that does not mean that you don't get the opportunity to be forgiven right it doesn't mean that you don't get the opportunity to um you know find yourself in that experience or say like or or better yet own it Mm -hmm. which she seems to not be able to i guess because she wants to save face maybe but the but the problem is is that you can't apologize for something like that today and expect everybody to be like absolutely show back on everybody she's healed so you can't like go between you know, calling this lady a cross between Planet of the Apes mm-hmm. and you know a, the um of the, and the, someone from the Muslim Brotherhood, and think that we can walk away from that conversation feeling like we can accept an apology that right. will deem you of not literally being canceled. And here's where it gets particularly problematic. Break it down. Yeah, it gets particular particularly problematic for me when we think about. The fact that she represents the red hat. Mm-hmm. She represents make America great again. She represents middle America who feels that, you know, disenfranchised. They feel mm-hmm. extra poor. Right. They feel like the blacks are really getting too many opportunities now. We're not getting any. You know, they feel really right. victimized by their reality. And they hide behind this label of conservatism and they hide behind this label of not being racist mm-hmm. and about just wanting people to understand that it's more important for them to have their guns. To, no, it's more. Yes, it's more important for them to have their guns. It's more important for them to feel like they can make money. And it, it's not saying that we don't care about black people. But this is a show that everybody could relate to right. who, who represent that. And here she is the racist everything that everybody has been saying is true about those people right you know when um you know hillary clinton called them the basket of deplorables you know people were outraged that she would talk about americans that way how how outrageous would it be to assume that all of these people are deplorable because they support this man who just wants them to make a buck and i'm not even saying that some of these people aren't great people as you know donald trump would say some mexicans are good people i'm sure i'm not, I'm, I'm sure that there are many 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 people who are good people whatever mm-hmm. the problem is is that they are represented by the trumps they're represented by the rosans they put the whole thrust of their, you know, belief behind them and their right. agendas and their ideologies, and here they are, racist. Are you con- are you gonna try to fucking convince me that the rest of you guys aren't? <laughs> okay. Because first of all, you're not speaking up when bad things are happening to black people. At you're all. telling these guys that they cannot kneel when they're talking about like things that are really, really important for a right. community. It's never been about the flag. It's always when been it's about, life or death. I need to tell you right now that I'm protesting this 
celebration right now to tell you that all of us are not celebrating. That is why I am kneeling. I am disrupting you. And they can't even take it, yo. They can't even take it. But at the same time, these people who represent them turn out to be like some crazy motherfucking racist people. Mm -hmm. And they get on TV, these pundits, they get on television, and they go all of these roundabouts trying to say that they're not racist. Motherfucker, these bitches are racist as fuck. And the rest of you look just as racist. And am I supposed to wait until you do your racist thing so that I can prove that I'm right once again? Right. It's very, I don't know. I think like we don't need to learn this lesson anymore. Exactly. You know, I think that we're seeing the resistance of white folks mm -hmm. for real, for real. I think they've always been very resistant, but they've been dominant because they brought brown black people here. But now that we're here and we've multiplied and now that we're here and we are the majority and we will be the majority in a couple of years, fully, fully, you know, by numbers. But I know a couple of us ain't registered. So that's what I'm saying. We probably already are the majority. But when we are fully the majority, they're the realization that they're you know, their privileges have been kind of ripped from underneath <laughs> them is what they're fighting against. When Roseanne talks about, you know, VJ, when VJ is not even in the White House anymore, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Is desperate. Yeah. It's something within you that's not settled, that's not happy. You can't even take your privilege and chill. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like we cannot ignore these signs anymore that people who are also following these ideologies and these practices are in two fact Roseanne's. Right. They are in two fact Donald Trump's people who are very, very negative. I watch Meghan McCain sometimes defend some repre reprehensible behavior from people who are usually white and who are usually what she calls conservative. And sometimes that winds up just being racist. Like what does Donald Trump have to prove for Meghan McCain to understand that he's racist? Right. You know, and for her to just, you know, she agreed that Roseanne Barr is racist because it was so explicit. Mm -hmm. But I've never heard her call Trump a racist. And, and for all those of us who are of color, the people that she can't relate to, we know that that is pure racism. Right. And we know what, it's look, what it looks like at its macro and we know what that shit looks like at its micro. And that is racism. And, you know, I think we, we can see that at this particular time. I believe that there's a lot of hype around certain things to make right. sure that we stay divided. Mm -hmm. But when you see someone like this, as Megan McCain would say, you know, represents middle America and, you know, she can relate to it or other people can relate to it. That's the person that you could relate to a racist. <coughs> what the yeah. fuck does that say about you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It makes absolutely no sense. And it was, uh, what's hilarious is that she's just even more racist by not even apologizing. Yeah. She blamed it on Ambien. Like, I know. Like, when you really like break it down, it's like you didn't even just say, you know what, it was a bad you didn't even say it was a bad joke, poor taste and whatever. I was just watching a show and I don't know. I was what whatever. You didn't even own up to it. Mm -hmm. Bitch, you blamed it on Ambien. So that's how I know you're a racist. So now you can't even say you're not a racist because you didn't even apologize for it to even make me think that you cared enough about me to apologize for it. Yeah. She's racist. Like, for real, for real. Horrible. So, you know, sorry, I just wanted to say in this for in this particular instance, I think canceling culture representing Cancel how you take things away from people. I love the way that there was this girl on the London version of the grapevine who basically said that she looks she's like, I look at it more like boycotting. That was probably terrible. But she says she looks as it looks at it more as boycotting. They're about to cancel you for They're about to cancel me for more terrible <laughs> um, accent. But um 
But yeah, I, I agree with her 100%. Like, it's, it's, this is, this is not, you're getting canceled because we don't need to protest against racism anymore. Right. We are not tolerating that shit. Get your ass off of TV. All of the people, the rest of your clan members, the people who love your show can go follow your ass on whatever other medium or whatever other platform you wind up building for yourself. But on this shit where we put our dollars behind, you are not going to be here. Isn't blackish on the same majority? Excuse me? Isn't blackish on the same network? Yeah. Yeah, Like, and you know what? Also, the head of ABC, um, yeah, she's a black woman. Yeah. She was not having it. So, you know, so I. This is what happens. This is what it looks like, and this is what happens. And I, I'm proud that they made that decision so swiftly, and I'm glad to see that this form of racism in the ways that I think that white people were being very covert about the racism of the ideology that Roseanne's character had, mm-hmm. um, I think that now the veil has been lifted, and it also kind of lifts it off of them as well. And I think that they need to draw their um, lines in the sand when they see this type of behavior. If you are a supporter of Trump, right. if you are a Roseanne fan, you have to draw your line in the sand. Mm-hmm. And it has to be across the board where you right. no longer accept racism, you no longer accept bigotry or homophobia or any of these fucking mm-hmm. things. And if you keep finding yourself on the side of defending this type of behavior or relating to it, then I'm here to let you know 100% you are a racist. You're racist. You're a racist. And we're all, we all will be better off without right. you here. So <clears throat> when I was doing... And by, and I'm sorry. Oh, we all would be better without you here because we're not safe with people like that. But... To balance that out, because that sounds crazy, is that, <laughs> is that, just to be clear, is that you have to also commit to the process. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be on that side, understand that that comes with a whole host of things, which just means ultimately death and destruction. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're that kind of person, you're putting that energy out in the world, it's going to come back to you. Yeah. So that's what I mean by that. And that's why I'm saying we'll all be better off without you here because that seems to be the lane that you go to. Right. And more, But what we all would hope and why we always like, even with Stefan Clark and his colorism and how as hurtful as that was, it's like ultimately we would want you here to represent the other side of the equation. I don't right. know if that's what you were going to speak to, brother, but the other side of the equation of not wanting to cancel somebody, but say, you know, well, right now we're going to put you on pause and you go do what you have to do so you can get it together. Mm-hmm. Everybody deserves that process. For someone like Roseanne, that's up to her. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I was going to say, like doing some of my uh, brief research on cancel culture cancel cancel culture mm-hmm. cancel Can- cancel canceling canceling culture, cancel culture. Yeah. um a lot of people have brought up the argument that um it could be problematic because it doesn't allow the person to grow it doesn't it's like because now we're in a society where like now you can say one thing and you're torn to shreds like everything again gets thrown out the window everything you've done this is what we focus on and this is what you're being chewed out for and nothing else matters at this moment and you need to get go and never return you're banished yeah um so a lot of people say that's problematic because there's this opportunity for growth and i think you touched upon it for growth and learning yeah and when is it like okay and not okay to actually do that to someone and allow them the ability to grow and possibly do better for the world absolutely um instead of like shunning them to 
the no return and then not even seeing what the potential is. But again, uh, the argument was under like the um, argument of like, of course, like the Me Too move. There's just some things that are just like, no fucking way. Like we're not accepting this, like sexual yeah. harassment, like like this, yeah. like you're d- uh, completely done because like you're like fucking with humanity right now. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like you're fucking with humanity. So I, I'm all, I get that. But yeah. it's like, again, we are just kind of like trained like pit bulls now to like, it's like no matter what, it's destroy. It's like, it could be like, again, like something as, as it's not even not saying that's small, but just like the Shea Moisture conversation and, you know, like just like artists saying like dating white women, like those are considerably things that are not really fucking with humanity. You know what I mean? Where like, they're like being really fucking horrible human beings. So it's like, but we, they get the, there. It's like, it's like going to the same prison. It's like you go to drug for weed and you're in there with, fucking murderers and rapists it's like oh my god that's such a great point because it's it's even like that like people who roseanne is like literally fucking with humanity like what like what you're saying yeah and there are people who are in jail for years because of weed it's like we have it all fucked up in yeah. terms of people who are actually defending Roseanne right. at this moment. Exactly. It's like no, there's people locked up for a dime bag. Um, Roseanne could certainly get canceled for her horrific behavior. Right. Like her horrific, especially way, when way white of, people are actually making money and it's legal in a lot of. I know, and like, and and to like that to the point of her like being horrific is that she's also emboldening emboldening other people to do the same right it's kind of like what donald trump did for roseanne it's like the force behind that right it's like you guys are the the leaders absolutely of this like you can't no that's and that's why they do it too because they they get validated in a certain kind of way which it's, it's ugly it's ugly to see so you know but i mean there are other examples I'm sure yeah. of of people who we would give a chance, you know. Like so, we, so sometimes we do need to chill out, though. Yeah, sometimes and, we and, do need and to it's chill like out. You again, we need to like be able to identify like, even like what's, the Donald Glover situation. That, that's what that's what I was saying. Like it's like we it's destroy. It's like always it's like, destroy. It's like destroy, but it's like oh god, what did he do? is he is he doing something to hurt humanity? When right now he's talking about humanity, I don't mm. know. For me, it's just like I don't think that that's the same thing. Yeah. You but know, we just are not. Again, but we're, we're just trained. ready to destroy. Yeah, it's just, it's just like the general consensus is like, nope, it's a problem. So I think it's kind of ties in with like the the sensitivity thing. Yeah, that we talked about in dating, kind of like, you know, you we have to like. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> sorry, there was like a weird noise. I didn't know what's going on. Um, we have to stop being so sensitive in that aspect, and and know and be able to identify when to actually rise to the occasion and really, really, you know go for something and when to like let things you know go and let people get a not necessarily a pass but hey have your moment of opportunity for growth like yeah, yeah you fucked up this wasn't the, the hey bro this wasn't the best decision but you're not really fucking up shit like that but i'm just letting you know as a consumer like something like that like i don't really like the shit that you're talking about so can you like or yeah you know or you're canceled like, give them a warning like or you're canceled like for sure like you know what i mean but it's like we don't we just we just go. Yeah, you want to get make sure you give people the kind of grace that you would want if you fucked up. Like if you had an issue, or you had a problem. Everybody needs a plea bar. Everybody trying to get a plea bar again. For forgiving of right. you. Um, I certainly don't believe that if I was a racist today, that I wouldn't be racist in five minutes if I got my show canceled. Don't go shade. Um, <laughs> but I'm a rub. But what I am saying is that you know we all deserve forgiveness and yeah. we all deserve second chances. Um, without it, we would all just be in horrific positions right now. Mm-hmm. So that's also important to remember when it comes to canceling culture. Yeah. 
How to pick and choose your battles. Yeah, you but and there's a, again, there's a lot of battles. A lot of the battles to pick and choose from. So you gotta choose wisely, cause then you'd be blowing up over everything. Then you just be an explosion. Right. But Roseanne, she can go. Oh yeah, she gets dickhead of the day. Like wow. definitely dickhead really of the bad. day. And then yeah. Ambi- oh, yeah, it was just that's what I'm saying though. Like how you go? You ain't sorry at all. You ain't sorry. That's what Ambien's um, response you was. I don't know what it was for sure, but their response was hella funny. It was just like, um, Ambien side effects, you know, vary in different people, but racism, racism is not, not one, one of them. them. Like, bitch, know, let's not, let's be clear. This is something new for you. Right, right. Let's, so. This has never been, we've done many a studies, and I don't think people was calling people apes and monkeys. And <laughs> Yeah, I really don't think that that was a part of it. But I kind of, okay, so in the spirit of how we like approach racism and how we have this conversation, I'm kind of like going to tell you a little bit about my week before last, which was in London, mm. where somebody told me that something that I said was very hateful. So, oh, they were trying to cancel you. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that would have been a thing, but he was like, oh, I think what you're saying is hateful. So basically, um, the Grapevine team, me, Amanda, and Ashley, we went to London to shoot episodes for the grapevine and we did a live show with subjectivity with charles and lionheart shout out to charles and lionheart of subjectivity they are amazing they host these wonderful conversations i can't wait to see yes they host these amazing conversations where they talk about whatever the topic they come up with but it should be like culturally relevant Mm -hmm. and they kind of have like a live audience people can come and they buy tickets and anybody can participate in the conversation they do have a panel Mm -hmm. but they do but anybody can participate in the conversation throughout the conversation it's very very cool um and you know it's kind of similar to what we're going to be doing with like even our no days off conversations in the future but um, shout out to them again. And um, so basically, we work with them to do a live show. So the whole thing was amazing. We were tired as fuck. There was one time where I was behind the camera and I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm literally fainting. I'm fainting right now. <laughs> I'm falling, y'all. I'm falling. Someone is, someone's surely going to catch me. And then I was like, oh no, you're not actually fainting. Like, you're just fucked up. Like, go get something to eat. And I got something to eat. So we shot 10 shows. Amazing. Shout out to everybody who participated yes. on those Y'all panels. Superstar. You guys are amazing. And everyone from London, eh? You guys are amazing. You guys are amazing. Cheerio. Here we are. Here we are. Um, and the audience loves them. You know, we did really, really, we like, really, really well on the, um, the premiere Brits. of that episode. You know, apparently, we do love Brits. Apparently. But when we got to the live show, baby... There was this guy in the audience who said, "We okay." So basically, we were talking about. Oh, he said it to you in front of everyone. What? Everything you're saying is hateful. Yeah, he said it in front of everybody. So basically, we did a live show. We were talking about knife crime, and we were trying to figure out like. I'm sorry. Can I just pause real quick? Yes. I mean, that I would love a world where it was just knife crime. I guess. I mean, if it's gonna be some crime, like that's uh, you know what? Yeah, I hear what you're that's saying. That's crazy. Like we when when you first told me about knife crime, I was like, you mean gun control? Like you mean they're not shooting people with AK-47s over there? Like what? They're just like you just gotta worry about a no. knife, an AK knifey knife? Like what? Yeah, they're yeah, they like, have really I, strict gun laws. That's crazy. But that's what I'm saying. Like 
Sorry, I just it just blows my mind when I you know. say that. It that makes is... you realize how stupid Americans are. <laughs> like we're fucking but idiots. Please go on. That just blew my mind. <laughs> but yeah. So he. So basically, we were having this conversation about knife crime, and the reason why we were having that conversation is because that is a big um, conversation that's happening right now mm-hmm. around these black bodies, these black people that are losing their lives to knife violence. Um, and we wanted to know what people in the community thought about it. And we wanted to know if it was even fucking true. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had this really, really great discussion. And there was a point in the discussion where I had explained to this young man who's black, who said that, you know, we have to remember that we're just guests here. I was like, did he just say that we have to remember that we're guests here? Is he fucking, is he, is he fucking, what's that guy's name? Uncle Ruckus? He is giving me Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> Boots right now. How many niggers you want me to round up, boss? Right. I was like, what is happening? So, you know, they worked their way around the room with the microphones, and we were all just like so frustrated in the American section. You're like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Not the American section. <laughs> you know, so um, basically, you know, what I had said was that I feel like white people have been given such a false representation of history mm-hmm. and such a privilege that has them dipped in gold white gold <laughs> okay that has them dip dipped in white gold where they think that they're impenetrable that they had they're infallible and that nothing has ever happened right. that is that can be spoken about that reflects negatively on them including black people overthrowing them right Okay? Mm-hmm. It's happened all over the world. Everywhere. At there, there, I mean, don't get me wrong, white destruction has happened everywhere too, but black resistance and black uprising has happened as well. And I left them off with this, um, with, a, with a dual, I think, solution-based perspective of action right now, which was that I said for white people, I think that it's imperative that you speak with your family and your friends about how black people are treated in this country and how they participate in this system, how they can become voices for black people, not leading the conversation, but can support support in that way of getting really granular. Right. And I said, because the consequence is, as we've seen throughout history, is that when black people feel oppressed and when white people ignore that and white people allow that to happen, Mm -hmm. I said, don't be surprised if these knives one day turn around on you. And I said to black people, I think that it's important for you guys here to understand that you have to be participants in your liberation. You cannot sit by and be and be silent and be so politically correct and be so respectability politics oriented mm-hmm. as to not speak up for yourself and be so scared about having these conversations. And you can't know that racism exists and say that this is horrible and horrific. And then at the same time, not stick up for yourself and not call white people out on their shit. So I said, you know, white people, that's your lesson. Black people participate in your liberation and and remind white people when they're being racist. Yeah. Remind them of when they're doing it and remember to raise strong children who will not be afraid to speak up for themselves. Um, And, you know, that's what I left him with. And he said that he thinks that what I said was very hateful. And I had, so I was like, okay, give me the microphone again. Mm -hmm. And at that point I was telling him that like, you know, I think that what men have to understand in particular is that you can't say that you want to be the head of your household because I hear this conversation a lot from men. They want to be the head of the household. They want to be strong for their families. Like you cannot say that and then be so weak. Right. You cannot say that and be so unprepared. Do you know your history? 
do you know where you are? Right. You are in on Imperialist Boulevard, okay? <laughs> you are at the crux of the situation. Um, you know, I think that British people, um, you know, to a certain extent have like really caught up in their hype mm-hmm. um, around like having a peaceful society because they want to maintain that. But there's such like a lie underneath. It's like that. a, a, a and, silent chaos. Yeah. That's... And that's why that's exactly a silent chaos. That's a really, really great way of putting it. Mm-hmm. A silent chaos. Because what they wanted to do is um, or at least what I would say is that first shout out to the people on the panel. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you guys. You know, Richie was uh, amazing. There are a couple other people's names, but they escaped me. Um, I'm really bad with names, y'all. Um, oh, Kalechi, she was amazing. Tony, she well, was there amazing. We go. Here song. we go. Yvette, hey, hey, Yvette. Uh, my girl Jay, Jay. Okay. So you know, there was there were so many people. I remember, I, I love everybody. Ade, Ade. Um, <laughs> Eric. Eric. Um, so, but yeah, but basically this idea that, um, you know, you can at the same time lead a household and be so weak. I said, it's something that can't happen. So I was like, what I'm trying to help you understand is that you need to figure out what freedom looks like for you guys as British people. Because if freedom looks like people, you you don't hear the kind of reporting that you want to hear. If freedom looks like there's no representation of you in the media, if mm-hmm. there's no representation of you in your movies, if that's what freedom looks like for you, then don't complain about it. Right. But if that's not what freedom looks like for you and you are sick of the microaggressions and you're tired of the way that you see other things happening, like, you know, uh, maybe other types of crimes that go unreported, that, that happens with maybe police officers or right. blah, 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 that certain things that we've heard, then you need to speak out. You you know you're gonna have to if you some, see some something say something yeah some of y'all gonna lose your jobs yeah like I'm sorry like y'all gotta actually they have to start to canceling people because it's like they're behind us in terms of their revolution um, in terms of like this way this particular type of revolution like they're so far behind us so it's like we're already I, I felt like there was a part of us that were like well come on now come on come on now you have to do it but they're just like oh my god but it's so risky. <laughs> Like wow. we don't want to, we don't want to upset our white friends, and I'm like, that's not your friend. If your white friend will be so happy to support you in your liberation, like I said to the other to the white people in this room, is that you guys have to figure out what it looks like for you guys. You have a fight to fight too, if you really do love us. And I said, I love white people who love me. I don't have a problem with white people who don't love me, but I'm not here for white people who are racist. I'm not here for it. Mm-hmm. I don't tolerate that. And I said, what is honesty for me? may look like hatefulness to you but i feel better prepared mm. and i sat my ass down and i know everybody was like Ooh. and I, I, I and i left him with that you know i probably said some other shit at the time because i was really heated in terms not heated but i was really bothered mm-hmm. by the fact that and i and i oh i just i'm bothered by the fact 48 percent of caribbean men in great britain are married or yeah are married to white women statistically wow. And I think that that was the report in 2014, so it's a little off. But at the time... So it's probably higher now? Yeah, who knows? That shit is probably higher now. Um, And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with interracial relationships. You know me. I am a defender of black people to once again have freedom. If 
What does freedom look like for you? If you are a black person who loves yourself and you're not afraid of your reflection and you chose to be with a white person because that person loves you and not because you hate yourself or don't want to see your child look like you and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that we know is anti-blackness, go for it. <laughs> I think that it's actually anti-blackness to not go for it because you won't, you, you want to deny yourself of that. That's not pro-black mm-hmm. to me. That's very like... We're no, getting into like we're getting into a humanitarian violation right, like for no me. You know how shit. I feel about that. So um, you know, I mean, I don't know. I kind of just feel like that man to say that I was hateful made me feel like he, he was like I didn't mean to offend you. I was like I'm not offended. I'm just shocked to know that you're so underprepared. <laughs> like seriously, especially as a man, and not because women aren't but women do this they be they they know <laughs> i don't know what's wrong with some of these guys right and also it's because you they do have this narrative of wanting to be the head of the house like what do you what, do you, what is this what you is ain't this? you ain't equipped with nothing what are you leading and i was like so later on he came up to me and i was like so tell me yo like what do you know about your history like what do you know you know he was like a lot of their you know a lot of people you know as i know came from the wind rush generation but that's not where you started you didn't start at the Windrush generation. That may be how your family got here, you know, since the late 60s, but that doesn't explain everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, where were you from before that? And what have you learned about black resistance and how black people do against, you know, white supremacy or how we do when our backs are really against the wall? And what do you see brewing in your society? You don't see anything that's happening right now, mm. especially with the Windrush generation around, like, you know, a lot of them being deported people who are granted uh, you know british citizenship are being deported why how are you guys allowing this to happen how come we don't know you know what i'm saying so anyway i just i just i got into his ass about that point blank like i was like right. bro you can't be out here talking about people are being hateful you can't be out here talking about you know what we need are more positive stories <laughs> okay that's what you like. You like Krispy Kreme and you like right. donuts and, and you like ice cream and, and sorbet and shit. And I like that shit too. Don't get me wrong. I love me a nice doggy video. <laughs> However, get the fuck out of I here. also want you guys to be able to have the jobs that you want to have. Mm-hmm. I want you to be able to see yourself in the media that guess right. what? You can get to make. Right. <gasps> and live in the neighborhoods oh that... That that you want to live in, yeah, and not get kicked out. Yeah, I want I want you to have every opportunity that you would have otherwise. And it sounds like you know there are a couple of things that are happening, and maybe he's not a victim of that. But I don't think that it's ever appropriate to silence people in other communities and who are other who are part of your community who are saying I'm having a really shitty time. Right. I think you should listen to them. So I, I once again just saying that you know trying to say that because London was a great experience, but it was like really empowering. It was an yeah, to see that we can. As a community, across There's these waters, so many, link yeah, yeah. in such an amazing way, so that when we see things like a Roseanne, like this can become this becomes an international conversation. Yeah, and sometimes as Americans, we don't get to realize and understand how much of an international conversation everything that happens here becomes. It is. I mean, it it just that's the history. that's just how it goes. You know what I'm saying? But what we want to do with the show is we want Americans to see what's happening over there. And that's why we did this mm. addition to the show. And it's been powerful because when I think about a Roseanne there here, I'm thinking about like, what about the Roseannes that they had? Oh, there? you know, they got some shenanigans going on over there. You know, they have some shenanigans going on over there with media. You um, I know they do. So uh, they probably got blackface. 
I wouldn't be surprised. I'm just, I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I don't just. I, I, my mind kind of like touched on that a little bit. Too. I just, that's all I saw. Over. I don't know why. I literally just saw, I don't know why I just saw that picture of Drake. Just, but I just, that's all I saw when I was. Oh my God, that's bad. I know. I don't have any context for that. I don't know what's happening. I, I was like, this is inappropriate. But I don't know. I just. No. I so, just walked away. Yeah, I, don't, that, I don't know anything about the story. So I was like, I can't talk about it. Yeah. I love it. Was just, it was just, there was some little banter between him and Pusha T. I saw. I can't read up on the whole thing. And I guess he accused him of blackface and all that. And then he was saying it was for like a campaign for like actors and pe- uh, people in the performing arts. They're not being treated fairly based off of like getting roles and stuff like that. So that's why it was like it was a campaign for that. So that's why he supposedly dressed up in. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. But that's what I saw when we talked about the British people. I just saw Drake's face in that black. Oh, you just saw blackface. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, we went and we got some really, really great conversation. And, you know, I feel like the grapevine is doing some really fucking amazing historic shit because we really want to link the diaspora. We want to link everybody. We want Americans to know what's happening in Africa. We want Africans to know what's happening in um, Great Britain. We want to know what's happening all over the world, South America. We want to know what's happening in Canada. So this is really exciting. But what's been the most powerful, I didn't even mean to go this deep into like what we're doing with the grapevine, so I'll stop shortly. But what's been really amazing is to see that people get it. Like Like the people who support the show and like leave comments, they say things like, oh, my God, it's so good to know that they're having it's so good to know that they're having experiences like us or that we can see because they make it seem like everything's great there. Mm-hmm. Or other people are like, this is amazing. You guys have to come here so that we can share our experience because it looks so much like this. It's like we're creating an international conversation of blackness. And I think that that puts us in people's crosshairs. But at the same time, it's the most empowering thing that I think we can do right now as black people is use our platforms to connect to Mm -hmm. other black people because we literally are more powerful together. Mm -hmm. Like we, we should never be in a position why another Roseanne can exist Mm -hmm. because of the way that we link internationally, the way that we link that powerfully. And I know, I know, I know that people are afraid of that shit. White people are afraid of that shit Um, because they see it as a negative thing. But it's like, but it's gonna be fucking. I don't want to say it's their karma, but it's like, look what you did. It had to go. Y'all, y'all, y'all st- stood clear of the closing doors for a long, 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 long time. Okay, y'all stood clear, but now you have to. It, it, the the energy. I literally is coming, just fainted. Not stood clear of the closing doors. The energy is coming back, and this is the <laughs> result of ev- everything that Get we out. experience in life is a reflection of what has been done. Yeah. And that karma is that big ass ball of karma. And that's why it's, everything is so big now, because it's like the karma repercussions are big. Yeah. Where it's, and you know what the crazy thing is, is that you're still safe with black people. Always. That's the crazy thing. You know, some of us got to get our shit together because we picked up some bad behavior over the last couple of hundred years. Motherfuckers, y'all know who I'm talking about. <laughs> but I think that black people are so nurturing by nature that white people will always be safe. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't mean that we won't. Do what we got to do. But at the same time, white people are always so safe. It's just, I just wanted to say that very quickly because black folks, you know how we do. And I was literally thinking the other day, 
about Great Britain and how fucked up this shit is about burning all of the Windrush, the Windrush generations documents on the government side and mm-hmm. trying to kick all these people out the country. What's horrible is that a lot of these black people that they brought over wound up being caretakers. And there's this idea that white white media in particular has tried to push around white around black people is that we're violent inherently. We're violent inherently. Yet globally, we take care of everybody. Think about it. Think about all of the nannies and how black they are. You leave us with your kids, you ain't afraid we're gonna kill your kids? How horrible and violent are we? <laughs> right. I mean, like, we could like literally have national kill white people day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that's gonna be a thing, but like what if I am dead? <laughs> like, no, I'm serious. Like, what if white what if but black people don't do those we things? We don't think like that. White white straight men tend to go around and kill everybody in the room. And that's like a lot. I mean, it don't even matter. It could be babies. I'm killing every motherfucker. Like, black people just don't, we don't mm-mm. <laughs> We just We're trying to live right by God. Like I know, I just think that it's a nurturing <laughs> no, spirit. And I'm not saying that white people aren't good inherently. Right. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that despite everything that black people have been through, right. we have receipts that we are inherently and and despite how we're good are portrayed, people yeah. who can who who can be abused by you and take care of your kids. So you know the truth. You know the truth. And you pick and choose when to apply. The foolishness. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say that white people have to be careful what they do. Because eventually, black people figure out, oh, you playing me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you playing me. Right. Even even the Carlton Bankses of the world. Eventually, they realize, oh, you just see me as a nigga, huh? Oh, I didn't know that. But now I know. And now I'm pissed. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, we all will figure that shit out. And, you know, that's really deep when you talk about, you know, black people being caretakers. Because a lot of times... We were forced to be the caretakers, like as mm-hmm. slaves, and yeah. you know, so it's just very interesting when you start thinking about like how white people perceive black people just in general, whether they're racist or not. Just like, think about it: uh, a white little girl growing up in the whatever, whatever Upper East Side, somewhere, you know, yeah. and is and all she sees are black people as servants, like the black the, the nanny's taking care of her, the black person is delivering the th- whatever, the the Mexican person is w- mowing the lawn, like you, you kind of inherently think that that's what I'm saying. White brown people, people are below you, yeah. black and brown people are below you. That's like how so this, you have to be really works. careful. That's yeah, how, and that's also how classism and racism, you know, they're partners. They the, work, one of the same. And it is dangerous. It is dangerous because on the reverse side, black folk, no shade, see white people always doing good. White people can do this. White people can do that. And then we think that we can't do anything. And we think that it has to look the way that white people do it. No. What does freedom look like for you? Does it look like, you know, because we could easily, I'm not, and I'm guilty of this too, being at a point in my life where I was like, you know what? I need a white housekeeper. That's what I want. I want to see a white woman work for me. <laughs> and, you know, I had to, I had to, I had to I look at that. I want that white woman washing my drawers. Right. I had to look at that. And I had to say, well, the logic side of me was like, I have no evidence that white women are nurturers like that. Univer- like, I can see black women being that because we've seen that. Black- we have evidence that that's what black women do. Mm-hmm. Take care of their kids. Take care of the white house, people's kids. Take right. care of everything. But I don't know if there's really evidence you know, so I'm already like, ew, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> I don't know if you have the capacity to even... <laughs> and I don't know, like, what other things you have programmed into you from society. 
And what you gonna do to my kids when I'm not there? Mind you, you're probably like spitting in our dinner. Yeah, and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that there are black people who do that. I'm sure there are, but I'm just saying, like, you know, because yeah. I was being ignorant at the time, thinking like I just want a white person to work for me. But that's <laughs> what, seriously. But that's what happens when you're on the oppressed side. Mm-hmm. You just want liberation, and liberation can look a multitude of ways. But sometimes it looks like yo ass being a little oppressed. It's too. like you own me, I own you, I own you now. And I was uncomfortable with feeling that way. Mm-hmm. And this is why I'm saying that I'm like black people tend to be very because even me, I'm like oh i don't know if i want to have my one but I'm, but i'm i'm thinking about it in multiple ways because that's mm-hmm. how my brain works my so you brain... settle for a mexican no i'm just kidding i mean i love mexican food <laughs> but i don't but i don't see mexican people that way you know what you know well, that mexican, because we're in america yeah we're on, we're on the east coast mexican i we didn't grow up that way we see mexican people doing amazing things we have mexican people on, on our council boards we have mexican people teaching in schools mm-hmm. so we don't have that ignorant kind of representation of mexican people that they say it's outrageous to even think in your mind like this fucking asshole saying that some Mexican people are good. It's like, what are you talking about? The people who cook my Mexican food right now are Chinese people. So it's like, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> I don't even know. You know, because we grew up on the East Coast. I'm not a West Coaster like mm-hmm. you where I got like authentic Mexican food from Mexicans right. all the time. And, and it's kind of like... Got some yummy taco. Yeah, it kind of... You have to like watch your mind. Mm-hmm. You have to watch your brain. Because the way that white people kind of set the standard, the way that we they, they think about people of color being in service, we do the same thing. So now we're looking like, oh, I want a white lady because I feel resentful. Or oh, I want a Mexican lady because I want somebody who's going to do a good job because that's what white people said. <laughs> or I want this kind of person because that's what white people said. Mm-hmm. But what does it look like for us? Right. Like, what does it look like for us? And I'm pretty sure it's like that to, you would want... To employ. You, if you want to employ somebody, you're probably going to want to employ like a nice person of color who needs it just because it's like... I don't know. I fuck with you. I fuck mm-hmm. with you. I know that you what honor me, love my kids, whatever the case may be. There's something homely about right. it. Um, and there's something unfamiliar to a lot of us of having a white person in our home helping us and take care of us. But is that you being protective of your space or is that you being like, oh, no, a white person would never. For me, it's like if it was a great white person who I trusted, Absolutely. But, you know, there's a part of me that just wants familial safe spaces. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a combination of me just wanting to give black people opportunities. And it's also a combination of feeling a little bit unsafe. You know, I know I'm just being real. I'm just being real. You know, this is no days off. We have real conversations here. A part of it is feeling unsafe around white people. Like, what are they going to do when they see that my life is popping? Right. Are they going to be jealous? Right. And try to hurt me? I'm not trying to find out. No, you're not hired. <laughs> and that's because of the history of it mm-hmm. all. You know, so I had to really check myself in that moment. Like, D, how much of this is the push and how much of it is the pull? Mm-hmm. How much of it is the love and how much of it is the resentment? You know, how much of is it feeling safe and trusting How yourself? much is it you and how much is it them? Yes. And, you know, I, I have amazing, amazing white friends and I always kind of get humbled when I begin to when I begin to get reactionary about this shit, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I have some beautiful white friends who I can trust them and I love them. And they are I'm safe with them because they always call out racism when they see it. And whenever they're in my presence. You know what I'm saying? And and for that, I trust you because I'm no rollover Joe Schmo. I'm I'm very much what did you say? Cancelled. You know, like so you get canceled out of my life real fast for that right. kind of shit. So with them knowing about that, you know, and at the same time being there for me and some of the people that I can trust, I'm like, 
you got to check yourself, D. Yeah. You know, you have to have those moments where you're like, yes, I know it's painful. Yes, I know it's been hard. The struggle that black people have. But if I start thinking these ways in every area, like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't talk to straight men because of some of the interactions that I've had over the years regarding homophobia. Right. You know, is that the kind of life that I'm going to beat me up? Like, like, is everybody going to try to, you mean, is everybody going to try to fight me? Right. I don't know about beat me up. I'm like, Cora. Okay. (laughs) She was like, I beat bitches up. (laughs) She she was like, I don't fight. (laughs) I beat beat bitches bitches up. up. No, what, you just, talk, what you talking? I mean, I can relate to that. I'm from East New York. Oh, I've but seen anyway, mm-hmm. um, um, but anyway, yeah. So, um, you know, that's. I think that that's a real tough conversation to have. That conversation about like white responsibility, black responsibility, about how we decide what freedom looks like for us, about how we then can become the oppressors. I don't want to oppress nobody. I'm right. a humanitarian. So this battle that we fight, these, this canceling culture that we have, that push and pull of who's deserving and who's not, we just got to be careful that we don't lose our humanity. We have to be careful that the forgiveness that we don't hold, that we hold back, if we were on the other side, it's like, shit, can I accept that? Can I accept that I don't forgive, that I don't deserve forgiveness in this moment? Right. Or do I still desire it? Do I still think that, no, I wasn't that bad? Fuck. Remember how it works there's always a push and pull the roman empire was popping at one time you know what i'm saying great britain was the thing to be it was a place to be at one point the french was killing it at one point the americans have it now you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. but you just never know just be careful about how you treat people today because it literally can impact your future generations tomorrow and whether it's canceling culture, whether it's like, you know, how you treat women, you know, in this Me Too movement era that we're in right now. Is it how you treat black people? You know what I mean? Is it homophobia? Whatever you're struggling with, whatever your prejudice is at this moment, I feel like take a closer look at where you where it really came from. Mm-hmm. Take a closer look at where you can forgive yourself. Take a closer look at the parts of you that you've canceled and don't give a shit about because you don't feel like you can do any better or that you're not worth shit, you know? Because I think like that's where it starts. And, you know, moving forward, because I can't help but think about the future. I don't know. I just can't help it. Um, I think the closer I get closer, the closer I get to purpose and fulfilling that, the closer I get to thinking about very, very, very long term. Like, what can I do now to affect very, very long term um, purposefully and positively? Mm -hmm. Um, Even while I still try to figure out my shit, I'm like, okay, well, you know, what can we do? Um, what can I do rather? I think that I can try to do better. So in those moments when I'm thinking about like my maid color, I'm like, why are you thinking about your maid color? <laughs> That's some real white people shit. Right. Seriously. Like I'm gonna get me a black nanny. Uh, That's white people shit. I don't do that. I'm not I'm not participating in foolishness. I'm not even there yet. I'm already participating. I'm not I can't. I cannot. Yep. I just cannot. This is why I'm saying you have to recognize the systems and decide how you want to participate in it. Do you recognize a system of being real, real, real pro-black and forgetting your humanity in those moments where you may see somebody who goes outside of your norms and love them or your ability to love somebody because they're gay because that doesn't represent your version of pro-black? Is that the the type of thing that you want somebody to do for you in your moments of whatever? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like It's like really, really important to remember that it's like an inside-outside kind of shit. It always comes back to that kind of stuff. Yeah. When it comes to canceling culture, 
once again, remember what forgiveness looks like, all that kind of stuff. I agree. You know, I could go on and on and on about this, but it's like, I don't know, the more and more you think about it, it's like what we do, everything that we do is a lot of times because of what has been done to us. You got to see what bad habits you've picked up along the way. We can do better. Do better. Hashtag do better. We all trying. You know. That's my hungry voice. I'm real hungry. We got to order lunch. I'm hungry too. What time is it? It's time to go? Yeah. It's definitely time to go, y'all. All right. I hope y'all enjoyed that conversation. No, um, I think it was it was great. It was great. I learned a lot today. You did? Yeah. Oh my god, that's kind of oh, canceling culture. Yeah, that was that was um, interesting for me. Cause it uh, it allows me to like, kind of have more control in what I participate in and what mm. I don't participate in, and mm. just more purposefully. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you here. Thank you for listening to us here. And, yes. You know, if you have something to say, please make sure that you follow us on Twitter. Follow, follow us on comment, Facebook. Like. On the Instagram. Repost. We are at No Days Off. TV. Make a meme out of me. That is N O D A Z E O F F T. Hey. Okay, so follow us. We love you. So you know what we say. Take the time to get to know yourself. Take no shit. And take no days days off. Do it for you. Do it for you, guys. Love you. Peace out.